I am so jealous of people who have a celebrity lookalike. I've always thought that this seems so fun. And I'm jealous of this because it never happens to me. Some people also just have those faces where, like, people are always like, oh, you look like my friend, you look like my cousin, you look like so-and-so on the TV. And I'm, like, whatever the opposite of that is. Like, I have some mutation of weird face where, like, people just look at me and they're like, mmm, no, definitely never seen that before. Not that that's a big deal, but when I was younger, I really would watch my friends get all of these comparisons and I wanted it so badly. I actually had one friend in particular growing up who people always compared to Selena Gomez. Growing up in the Disney Channel era with Wizards of Waverly Place on TV, looking like Selena Gomez was a hot ticket. (laughs) It was a real nice thing to have. And as her friend, I would go everywhere with her. And everywhere we went, people would be like, oh my god, you look just like Selena. Selena, Selena, oh my god, you're like a little mini Selena Gomez. That's so cool. And then they'd be like, hi, other girl. (laughs) Now, like, on occasion, I will get compared to somebody. But it's always very strange and awkward, like, the interaction. I was at the dentist. My dentist came in to check on my teeth and then looked down at me. I'm, like, in the dental chair, you know, head back, bib on my face mouth open so she's staring there and she's like you know who you look like julia fox i was like what are you <laughs> talking about julia fox is like made of plastic surgery so i was like i feel like this is a big insult and also i don't look like her not in the slightest and i just didn't know what to say i was like oh really hmm and she was like yeah you really look like her and then i went home and i was like do I have to change my face now? Like, is this, is this what I look like? And I think that's the thing about comparisons is that like most of the time they somehow end up being an insult even though they're supposed to be a compliment. I think the only thing more awkward than celebrity comparisons is comparisons to people in real life. I just remember this one time that I was at a family reunion and my like aunt's cousin's friend or somebody, you know when like someone walks up to you that you don't really know, Um, So someone comes up and she's talking to me and then she's like, oh my goodness, you look so much like my daughter. And I'm like, huh, you should know your daughter pretty well. So I'm expecting this woman to really look like me because that would be an insane comparison to make to your child and to get wrong. And so this woman pulls out a picture of her phone and she's like, oh my God, here's my daughter. You guys look so like blah, blah, blah. She turns the phone around. Her daughter is not the prettiest. (laughs) Or maybe it was a bad photo of her. I don't know. I don't want to knock this girl. But, um, I was like, oh God, is that what I look like? I think the worst part about these sorts of comparisons when you feel like they're wrong is that, at least for me, it kind of makes me question how people perceive me. Because I have an image of myself in my head. And not gonna lie, it's a pretty good image. I'm pretty happy with myself. And... When people make comments, whether it's about my my looks or my personality that I don't agree with, I have to kind of like do a double take in the mirror and be like, wait, is this, do people not see me the way that I see me? That is such a scary feeling because we all know some people who are, como se dice, very not self-aware. People who are like, yeah, I'm just like a truth teller. I tell it like it is. And if you can't handle it, then um, you just can't handle honesty because I'm tough but fair. People say that when they're like a bitch. A lot of times, people who are really unself aware will basically say the opposite of what they are. They'll be like, 
oh my god i just love to like make new friends and like be so sweet to them and it's like you're actually awful to your friends like you're the least friendly person to new people or you know people who are like i'm so put together blah 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 blah. like that's another thing like if you do it you wouldn't have to say it people who say it are people who are trying to be it and aren't it and it's just like what if i'm that person i look at people like that and i'm like god how are you so not aware like blah 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 how have you not figured out like this is not who you are what if we're all that person? What if I'm that person too? And I think I'm fun. I think I'm funny and I think I'm nice. And like, what if I'm just a piece of shit and everyone's been trying to tell me I just can't listen. I think that that is my ultimate nightmare. I will simply have to enter the witness protection program, start over, redo my entire image and rebuild life. Like, there's just, there's no way I can carry on knowing that I'm not what I claim to be, what I say I am. And what I say I am is definitely not Julia Fox. This is Camelia. Please pick up the phone. There are two kinds of people in the world. People who enjoy spending time in the outdoors and people who label themselves as outdoorsy people. Most people enjoy being in nature. I mean, I'm sure some people don't, but I think generally, you know, we like touching some grass, feeling the water on our feet, seeing the sky without pollution. It's a nice thing. But people who love the outdoors are just cut from a different cloth. People who love the outdoors will find a way to incorporate it into anything. If you're at the pool, they're like, oh, I wish we were at the lake. If you're on a plane, they're fucking taking their shoes off, being like, I wish I could feel the dirt beneath my feet right now. Everything that they want to do comes back to like, how much time can they spend in a place that doesn't get any cell service? Now, there is nothing wrong with this. Like, if that's what makes you happy, I'm so happy for you. But... I'm just not that person. And I just don't think I can be. I mean, the big difference is like, I prefer hiking to camping. I much prefer hiking to camping because it's the extended nature of it that I don't like. I want to disconnect. I want to look up and see that everything around me is just trees and be awed and humbled by the beautiful power that is our mother earth. And then I would like to head back down the mountain and go home. I, I think I've, privileged out of camping um stay with me here i've become like an old man when it comes to my thoughts about being outdoorsy because now all i think about is how annoying it would be for me personally um because here's the thing i'm not gonna sleep well right if you're sleeping on the ground of a tent you're just sleeping on the ground and unless we're in a perfect fucking meadow it's not gonna be comfortable it's it's just not I'm a pretty late sleeper, I'm gonna just be tossing and turning, and end up in the morning just like really cranky and not rested, being a bitch to everyone else on the camping trip because I like didn't sleep well, and I just had to shuffle around in my like plastic bag all night. I know I'm gonna feel gross too because we're gonna have been like hiking and you know maybe swimming and like doing whatever else all day and it's gonna be so fun, but then you're gonna get in your sleeping bag at the end of the night and all that sweat's gonna fucking dry and you're just gonna feel it like dirt and grime and dust and sweat just stuck to your body for however many days you're out there and you think you're getting cleaner by like jumping in a waterfall but you're not it's just like doubling down in your skin 
not to mention food. I also know, I feel like every time people go on a camping trip, it's like they think they've got it down pat. They think that like cooking food over an open flame is going to be so fun and great, but it's like you never bring as much food as you need. There's only so many like fresh ingredients that you can bring and then cook if you're going for more than like two days. So realistically, I'm going to end up eating like protein bars, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I don't know, like beef jerky and maybe jumbo bags of Doritos or something. And I'm not going to feel good. My stomach's not going to feel good. I'm going to be, like, hungry, but also sick to my stomach at the same time from just eating, like, jars of peanut butter by the spoonful, and that's it. Not to mention, as we've all heard from many an episode, I have allergies, and I am a bitch about my allergies. They suck, and if I feel bad about my allergies, um everyone will know it. (laughs) And um, as I am allergic to everything in nature, the longer I spend out there, especially overnight, like if I'm breathing that in all night, I'm gonna wake up the next day and not be able to breathe. And I'm gonna feel bad. I think that my life is too good now. I think that my life is too good to be a camping person. I I wasn't born and raised an outdoorsy person. That wasn't really what my childhood was like. And it's too late for me to become a camping person. Um, now let me explain. I'm not trying to say that I have, like, the world's nicest life and, like, (laughs) I'd never leave my penthouse suite and my butler to be in the outdoors. That's not what I mean. But I mean, like, I am so lucky to be able to support myself living in an apartment and being able to, you know, afford to buy, like, quality groceries, um, running hot water in my shower and, like, I actually can afford a nice mattress and... I don't want to give that up. I just don't understand why people would want to. You're still paying rent and you're still paying bills while you're out in the wilderness for the next week or two. But you have a life like that where you have all of these luxuries as like basically an everyday commonplace thing afforded to you. And you're going to choose to give all of that up to sit around in the woods and have fucking none of that. I don't understand in the slightest. Like, what on God's green earth would make you be like, oh, hmm, my life's pretty comfy. What if I just went out in the fucking forest and gave up things that I already have? Like, these are the sorts of people in horror films that, like, hear a sound and then run towards it just to see what would happen. Like, they're like, teehee, you know what's great? Getting a full eight hours of sleep. You know what would be more fun? Not sleeping and waiting to see what happens. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you bored of, like, being able to take a shower every day? Sorry, is that too much for you? Is, like, being able to make yourself a sandwich just, like, a big hassle for your life? And you're like, oh, what if I just went and, like, ate leaves and cliff bars? Um, these are the types of people that fucking run towards the noise just to be like, oh, I wonder what that is. No, you know what it is. And you know what camping is. You know what it's going to be like. Not to mention, camping gear is expensive. That's not even that you're just like, I don't know, maybe like missing out on the nice amenities that you have at home that you've already paid for. You're actually losing money by having to invest in like a nice tent, a sleeping bag to last through the weather, raincoats, good shoes, backpacks. Like this stuff is not cheap. It's really expensive. And just like somebody, please explain to me why you never do that. Despite all of this, like, I still feel the urge to want to be an outdoorsy person. Um, Recently, the concept of through hiking has become really interesting to me. Like, I think the people who do it are badass and amazing. It, It just seems so, such an unbelievable experience to 
hike for months and, and get to see the country and and see like the natural landscape of the world that way. But what am I gonna do with my contacts on a through hike? Someone please explain this to me. How am I gonna like wash my hands regularly? I I I know I sound like a baby, but like I just do not understand why somebody would give up these incredible amenities that we get to have every day just to be like, I don't know what's going to happen to myself. Somebody please tell me what I would do about my contacts if I'm through hiking. Do I have to bring like several months worth in case something happens? Or like are contacts just a no-go? Do I got to be a glasses person? But my, my glasses could fall off. They could break. They could get like fogged up and then I wouldn't be able to see. Oh God, I'm thinking it through too much. See, it's complicated. It's not as easy as just, like, skipping off, like, into the dust to, like, chase the horizon. It's hard. Bitch, what do you do if it rains and you're through hiking? I mean, I know what you literally do, but, like, I don't want to be in the rain. I want to be so cold. I know, I know. I sound like such a wimp. I think we're all wimps, and I think that people just kid them- I mean, some people are actually tough, but I feel like some people just kid themselves into being like, it's so much fun, and it's like, I know it's not fun. The thing is, I've been camping before. Yes, just the once, okay, but it counts. So let's talk about it. When I was in elementary school, I was, I want to say maybe 10, and I went on a summer camp that was like actual camping. So these counselors were going to take a group of kids, but it was a pretty small group of us. They were going to facilitate us canoeing down a river that ran through our state, and we would be camping overnight. And it was a week-long experience because this is a pretty involved thing for children to be on. There were only five of us campers and then two adults that, like, led us through the experience. Um, And I did this with my best friend, my elementary school best friend, and I was so, so excited. Okay, and can I also just say... It's different for children too, because when you're a kid, you have no concept of like how much work it takes to provide yourself food and shelter and basic necessities. Every time I took a shower when I was a kid, I wasn't like, oh shit, there goes my water bill. So I feel like camping was more exciting because you didn't realize that you had it so good. You were just like so excited about having something different than what you were always used to. So we show up on this camping trip. There is me and my childhood best friend, who's also a girl. A third girl was also on the trip with us, but she was younger. So we're 10. She's, I want to say, eight or nine. And at this age, each year makes a really big difference. And then there were two boys and the other three of them, that younger girl and the two boys all knew each other. So we go on this camping trip. And even from day one, this girl is like, I am the world's best camper. I am basically a fucking park ranger. I am so cool and I am so tough and I just love like being out in nature and doing all the stuff. Like it is my favorite thing. Um yeah, so make way cuz I am the camping expert and we're like okay. Um uh, now we go to bed that night. There is a tent for the boys and there's a tent for the girls in the camp. AKA me, my friend, and this other chick. So the three of us get into our tent and We make it not 10 minutes before this girl starts wailing. It starts more subtle. She like, she's suddenly starting to tear up. My friend and I look up, you know, she's got that little trembling voice, tears starting to form in her eyes. She's like, I just, I miss my parents and I don't know why I came here to be alone. And we're like, oh 
good lord so we try to calm her down we're like no 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 we're having so much fun we're gonna have this great week on the water she's like a week away from my family i don't i don't want to be here and we're like oh my god oh my god oh my god um just just go to bed you'll feel better tomorrow she's like oh i can't go to bed out here in the woods we are trying everything we can think of and her volume of crying is just going up and up and up every single thing we say and the more she thinks about her predicament she's just like crying harder and harder until she's like bawling screaming crying we're like fuck it maybe we'll just go to sleep anyway but she just could not be noisier or messier with her crying and it's so loud that eventually one of the counselors hears and comes in and is like what's going on she's like oh, i want to go home i don't want to be here counselor does everything we do you know it's not getting better and she's finally like okay if you still feel this way in the morning we will call your parents and they can come get you. And the girl's like, okay, I can't wait to go home. And she's like, okay, we'll get them in the morning. Just like, please go to bed and we will handle this tomorrow. And you know, we'll get you taken care of. The next morning we get up and this girl, you know what? I'm going to give her a name. I'm going to call her Sarah. Um, I don't actually remember her name. So it could have actually been Sarah. So we get up the next morning. The camp counselor comes over. She's like, hey, Sarah, I'm ready to call your parents and we'll get you all sorted. Um, You know, I know you're feeling bad, but we'll get you home as soon as possible. And Sarah's like, what are you talking about? I don't want to go home. And the counselor's like, but Sarah, like we talked about this last night. You know, you said you wanted to go home and that's totally fine. We'll get you back to your family. Don't want you to be on this trip if you don't want to be here. Sarah's like, what do you mean? I'm the queen of camping. I'm so good at this. I love this. I'm like a tough, naturey, outdoorsy chick. And I can handle whatever you throw at me. And the counselor's like, are you sure you want to stay? And Sarah's like, yeah, duh, literally what? You know, my friend and I are looking at each other like, what is even going on? But, you know, we roll with it. Yet again, Sarah, like, could not be cockier a whole day, same spiel. We go to bed that night. And, <laughs> you all guessed it. As soon as it gets dark, she's in the tent. She's fucking sobbing. Oh, we did this the entire trip. She would spend the whole day pretending like she was a badass, even while, like, struggling with all of the activities, which I don't blame her for. She was, like, a nine-year-old girl. But, like, the rest of us were also, like, nine, ten, eleven-year-old children, so, like, we're not super, like, proficient outdoorsmen. And then every single night, screaming her head off about how much she wanted to go home, and the next morning would wake up and go right back to being a little devil. And it got so bad that after night two, my friend and I didn't even try to comfort her. We were like, if that's how you feel, go home. Call your parents right now. Don't call them in the morning. Call them right now at night. Get them to come get you. And um, please leave us alone to get any amount of sleep. This is why I will always be a hiker over a camper. Because every single daytime we had on this trip was really wonderful. Had a great time. Did all sorts of things out in nature. Hiked. Kayaked. Climbed rocks. Loved all of it. When you stretch it out into multiple days and you have to do the living part out in the woods, it goes bad really fast. <laughs> I don't think this is the exception. I think my experience was the rule. I think you're either stuck with a Sarah for a week in the middle of the woods or you are the Sarah and you're just miserable making everyone else miserable. This week, our sponsor is actually a product that's been a staple of mine for a long time. I'm proud to introduce the Pick Up the Phone listeners to My Parents' House. 
My Parents' House is an innovative workspace that has taken the market by storm. At My Parents' House, users can experience feeling both like they're back in high school and like an old hermit at the same time. Bask in the wonders of one-of-a-kind amenities such as the heat cranked too high, random interruptions from people who just want to chat, and a fridge that is always overly full, but never with what you want. If you order now, my parents' house will throw in one free my parent. It's a surprise which one you'll get. Throw out all your daily routines and experience peak productivity in a space where you don't know where they keep the towels anymore. My parents' house. Call 1-888-P-A-R-E-N-T-S to order today. That's 1-888-PARENTS. And thanks, my parents' house, for all that you do. My friends and I have been playing this game where we try and come up with what the worst job is that a potential partner could have. And at first it started sort of like jobs that we don't really like or something that doesn't match with our interests. But now it's kind of evolved into like what the objective worst job a person can have is. So I have been puzzling through this for a while. And at first I started with kind of like maybe something where somebody works a lot of overtime or they kind of work odd hours um, so you barely get to see them because you're not home at the same time they are. And then I kind of went on to like more annoying in a small way like they smell bad. Like maybe they work with animals or um, they're a chef or something like If you have ever worked in a busy restaurant, you'll know that even when you come home and shower, like the smell of grease just stays. But all of those are about the job being inconvenient and not the person. Then I was trying to think of what kind of jobs attract the worst people. You you know, maybe like a struggling actor, somebody that's going to make you look at their screenplay all the time. And is constantly saying they're going to get hired and then they're not. Even just like the classic business bro, tech bro, somebody who's going to like think they're better than you and condescend to you because they make a ton of money or because they understand stocks or whatever. I finally think that I have the objective correct answer. And that is a self-help TED Talk giver. To me, it's really the combo of self-help and TED Talk. You're going to end up with somebody who is extremely pretentious and very preachy, who basically gives such unhelpful advice that they're the equivalent of like a therapist who's very bad at their job, and they think they're funny, but they're not. Um, And I think that everybody who joins this profession has to be like this. Like, I don't think you could end up in a job like this without having an annoying personality I don't think there are exceptions. Imagine coming home from like a long day at work only to greet your significant other and be sitting around the dinner table and you're like, oh, how was your day, sweetie? And they're like, oh, I actually realized that like by waking up and starting my day thinking positive thoughts, I can create the reality that I desire. And you're like, okay, well... Today, I, like, assisted somebody in surgery, so that doesn't really help me. I think specifically, self-help motivational speakers are so monumentally unhelpful that, like, they are their own specific category. I think self-help is a real thing, but, like, I think that people who give speeches about it get paid a lot of money to tell us things that are extremely obvious. 
people are always telling you to like change your outlook and um drink water those things are helpful but they're only helpful in specific scenarios like if you are struggling to feel connected to people in your life um reaching out more can be great but only if you actually have a good group of people that will reach out back to you and be receptive to that yeah and then if your problem is anything else that like doesn't help you in the slightest so it's like they say things that are like on paper yeah i guess right but like don't acknowledge nuance in anyone's scenarios and add these like blanket fixes and also like don't offer any depth people who give those talks professionally aren't going to be like a casual reader of self-help things like they're not going to be just like generally trying to like better themselves in small ways they're not going to be the kind of person who's just like oh we should try meditating but believe that meditation is like more important than science and medicine and there's room for all of those things to be helpful people who are obsessed with self-help are annoying but also people who are professional speakers full-time are also annoying I think, you know, I think that people have things of value to share, but to make a full living off of that, like, you cannot possibly be saying things that are of value if you're giving a different speech every time. Like, I'm sure your first couple of speech ideas are probably, like, very, very useful and, like, you know, whatever, you're talented in your field. And then you hit, like, three speeches and then it's like, okay, like, you can't have all of these revelations. Come back in 10 years when you've actually figured out another new thing. So... Self-help people, annoying. Motivational speakers, annoying. Self-help motivational speakers, oh my god, I cannot imagine how up themselves this sort of person would be. There is no chance in hell that they care about what you do, in the slightest. And beyond that, they don't care about your job, but they, they probably don't care about anything going on in your life. They're like, oh well, you shouldn't be going out with your friends, you should be like, healing your inner child and you're like okay but can my inner child heal like after i go to the movies (laughs) um do i know anyone in self-help no am i making all this up yes but i'm 100 percent convinced that i'm correct because i've seen ted talks i know these people aren't getting better when they step off the stage and that's the other thing people who give these speeches always try to crack jokes and they're never funny and it's like just stay in your lane like if People can be smart and funny, obviously, but, like, not everyone has to try and be, like, funny in the middle of their speech that's also supposed to be super deep and earth-shattering. Maybe pick one of those two things. Like, this is the kind of person that if you say something at dinner that's a little off and someone else is like, haha, Freudian slip, they're like, actually, a Freudian slip is commonly misused and it's like, we don't need that. We don't need you to be the actually person. Actually, we don't need anybody to be the actually person ever, really. You've reached the voicemail of Camellia. Please hang up and dial again. for listening to this episode of pick up the phone our show would not be possible without the support of our amazing team our executive producer is camelia pastor our audio editor is camelia pastor our graphic designer is camelia pastor our marketing team camelia and pastor 
sales and analytics, Camelia Pastor, and of course this season's intern is Camelia Pastor. 